Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Matthew 27, 32 through 66. Today we get to the second part of our reading through Matthew 27, considering the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And today we get to the crucifixion itself. And as we look at this, there is kind of one main contrast that I really want us to see. And again, trying, while we'll reference other New Testament passages that help us understand the significance of what we're reading here, to try to follow Matthew as we go through this gospel with his main point that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Messiah. And one thing we saw in the first part of this chapter is how clearly, how brazenly the religious leaders of the Jews rejected Jesus as the Messiah. But today we will see Matthew clearly make the point just because they rejected him does not mean that his claims weren't true. In fact, his claims will be vindicated in the reading today. And so let's try to see that contrast, the rejection of the Jews versus Matthew clearly showing, nope, even though they rejected him, he is the Christ. And so it starts with this man of Cyrene, Simon, being compelled to carry his cross and they come to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. Notice it doesn't necessarily say that it looked like a skull. Um, Maybe that's why it was called that. Maybe it was called that because of the death that happened there and the crucifixion. And so they crucify him, they divide his garments, they cast lots, and they put a sign over his head, this is Jesus, the King of the Jews. And now notice, kind of in continuation of what we saw yesterday, the mocking. You see people saying, you who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priests with the scribes and elders mocked him saying he saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. So here you see a a continuation of the theme from our last reading, from the first part of the chapter, this utter rejection, brazen mockery of Jesus as the Messiah. And we don't want readers to think, well, maybe they're right. Maybe he deserved to be mocked. No, now we'll get to the part that really shows, no, they had it wrong. Jesus is the Christ. We start seeing supernatural signs like this darkness over the land from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. Uh, That would have been from about noon to 3 p.m. We see Jesus referencing Psalm 22, uh, which is another messianic psalm, another psalm that should have been known to show that Jesus or really the Messiah was going to suffer. So Matthew, again, as he has so much throughout this gospel, uh, referring to the Old Testament here, though quoting Jesus's reference to the Old Testament. And then we see as Jesus yields up his spirit, more signs. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. 
There's an earthquake. The tombs also were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Now, that's a very interesting verse. Um, well, a pair of verses talking about people rising from the dead and then coming out of their tombs after Jesus raises from the dead and appearing to many. And it's interesting because you, I'm like, wait, wait, I have questions. That's very significant. And we don't really see this mentioned much elsewhere in the scriptures. Um, but that's where this is what the Bible says. I'm going to take the Bible at its word. This is probably on my list of questions that I'll want to ask and say, wait, wait, can you tell me more about uh, Matthew 27 and 52 and 53? Like, do, do we got any, uh, you know, YouTube, heavenly YouTube videos of, of what that looked like and what those conversations were like and what the response to that was like? I have more questions, but this is what the Bible gives us and we should take the Bible at its word. And it says when the centurion, remember that's a Roman soldier who is in charge of a hundred soldiers. So an important Roman soldier and those who were with him keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what truly took place. They were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the son of God. So that's the main contrast that I want you to see in the reading today. Despite the rejection, the total rejection of the Jewish leaders. We see that in his death, the fact that Jesus was the son of God was made so obvious that even the Gentiles, even these these pagan Romans, the centurion and those who were with him, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the son of God. So here, even in Matthew, the suffering of Christ, the rejection of Christ at the hands of the Jewish leaders should not let anyone reading this gospel start to think maybe Jesus wasn't who he claimed to be. No, the whole point is he clearly was. It was so clear that even the Roman soldiers got it. And that shows you the utter blindness and the willful rejection of the scribes and the religious leaders. So again, we have to come back to this question in Matthew 27. What are you going to do about Jesus? Who do you say, right? We saw that back in Matthew 16. Remember when Jesus asks the disciples, who do you say that I am? Well, who do you say that Jesus is? Because the only right response is he is the Messiah, the son of God. That's what even the Romans could see in the moment. And if you have never come to truly accept that, let today be the day that you say, Jesus is the Messiah. He is the son of God. And I saw him clearly teaching this gospel, the response that he's looking for, repentance and faith, that I should be poor in spirit and look to him for salvation. If you haven't done that, then today needs to be the day. And if you have done that, then Matthew 27 should be a rich time for you to worship Christ. Uh, that even in his death, it shows he is the Messiah. And I would encourage you, maybe go read some of Psalm 22. And, and I would invite you to reflect on some of the other New Testament passages that help us understand the significance of what went on on the cross. That it was there that your and my sins were born by Jesus Christ. Our sins are nailed to the cross with the Son of God. This should be a rich moment of worship for all of us. 
Now we get into the account of the burial. And that's interesting. One other New Testament passage that highlights the, the crucifixion and the resurrection of Christ is 1 Corinthians 15. But if you read those first several verses carefully, you'll notice it doesn't just say Jesus died uh, for our sins according to the scriptures and rose again. It talks about how he was buried. And we see the account of the burial here. And I think part of the significance of the burial is to show he was really dead. Jesus died. He wasn't mostly dead. This wasn't a hoax. Uh, he really died and he was buried. And, and it even gives you names. Here's witnesses that know he was dead. They buried him in the tomb. And here's the account of the Pharisees even gathering together. It's interesting that even the Pharisees knew the prophecy that he would rise again. That's another thing that should strengthen our faith in Christ. These claims, hey, I'm going to rise again on the third day. These weren't just secret claims. Somehow this had become public knowledge. And that should make the fact that he called his shot and rose again just like he said he would, even more impressive. Uh, This is an amazing supernatural thing. The only right conclusion can be that Jesus is the son of God. Uh, But the Pharisees are concerned about this and they're concerned that the disciples will come and steal his body and say he is risen from the dead. And you see their concern there. And the last fraud will be worse than the first. And then you read uh, some of the most comical words in the entire Bible. Pilate said to them, you have a guard of soldiers, go make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Now, maybe you're laughing to yourself right now, and that would be a good response because you know, well, that's not so much going to work out for them because uh, Sundays are coming, as we have said in the American church, and we are about to finish the gospel of Matthew with Matthew 28, where Jesus will rise again. But don't miss that point, really. I think that is driven home in Matthew 27, that despite the rejection, the signs were so clear, even in his death, that, that the Gentiles even came to understand this was the son of God. That's the acknowledgement. That's the confession that every single one of us needs to make. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.